so just as being consistent is super important when we when we lack consistency it's so detrimental to us as people so when we're inconsistent with other people it erodes at the trust right mm -hmm. we can say we're going to do something and we don't do it and then they start to learn that pattern right and then we tell them we're going to do something and then they just know that we're not right mm -hmm. they stop they stop counting on us but what happens internally is when we're inconsistent we actually start to feel that way about ourselves and that erodes at our confidence so we'll tell ourselves hey i'm going to go to the gym five days this week and then we go to the gym one day mm. and then the next day the next week comes hey, i'm going to go to the gym five days this week and then our subconscious mind says oh no you're not you didn't go last week you said you were going to go last right. week and you're definitely not going this week because you didn't go last week and that's your pattern so we not only do other people pattern us but we pattern ourselves and the more that we are inconsistent the less we're confident and the less we're confident the more likely we are to not go do things that have risk to them mm -hmm. like sales calls right right because we're, we're risking rejection and nobody wants to be rejected so if we're not trusting ourselves other people are not trusting us and then we're not going to go out and go do those things so consistency is not only good for business but it's also good for our mental health all right, guys, 2024 is here. By the time we're recording this, and maybe by the time you're listening to this, it's the last couple of weeks here in December of 2023. And Kyle and I want to get you guys set up with some sound advice, some tried and, and true and some tested things that you could do to have success in 2024. We're going to name off seven of them. This is the How To Real Estate Podcast. I'm Jeremy. This is Kyle. We are your hosts and here to deliver massive value so you can grow in 2024. Kyle, what do you think about this topic, man? I like this. I like this a lot because beginnings and endings have a lot of power. Um, if you've ever, ever read the book um, When by Dan Pink, um, Daniel Pink, Dan Pink, anyway. Um, DP. It's a, it's a fantastic book and he talks in there about how um, end of years, beginning of years, quarters, and even like the decades of our life, like, did you know that most people run a marathon for the very first time and they're, uh, when they turn 39, Really, and it's because it's the end of their thirties. They think I want to do anyway. Wow. So I love this topic right now because the beginning of, of a year has a lot of power for change. It's a time when a lot of people, we make, we know we make resolutions that we don't always keep. Um, but it's, it is powerful if you can harness it and actually make those changes, at least spur some growth forward. Um, I don't think anything we're talking about today is revolutionary. In fact, a lot of y'all may have already heard some of this stuff, but I think it is fantastic advice to hear it again and reinforce it. Maybe we're going to say it differently. Um, you know, there could be some new stuff here, but we're going to say it differently and it might have a different impact on you than you might have heard it before. Absolutely. That happens all the time. Actually, that just happened to me the other day. Um, somebody said something to me that just resonated mm -hmm. and I've heard it so many times mm -hmm. and the way they, the way they delivered it, I don't know if it was the way he delivered it or just maybe I was ready to hear it at that time, mm -hmm. you know, and prior to like, I was focused on other things. And so that, that would be said and I've just kind of glazed right over. Okay, cool. I heard that now it's gone, but I'm mm -hmm. focused on what was said, right. you know, prior. And then now mm -hmm. that made sense. So that that's good stuff. I mean, it's great advice already. Listen, because if this is something that you've heard before, it's going to be said in a way differently today. Mm -hmm. So you may resonate 
with it more than a lot of you guys are newer real estate agents too. Right. You know, a lot of our audience is newer real estate agents. So this is stuff that you guys may not have been told yet. Mm-hmm. And what you don't, you don't know what you don't know. So right. pay attention. You guys get out your pen and your paper, take some notes, get out your, your iPhone, get out your Android and let's go. Let's do this. Let's do this. So seven ways to guarantee that you're going to have success in 2024 and really any freaking year. Any year you want, if you do these seven things, success is yours. Doesn't matter how much or how little of it you want, you do these things, you're going to get it guaranteed. Um, Number one is get clarity on what you do want. Mm -hmm. Set some goals, set some commitments. Um, We just got done doing this for the year. Mm -hmm. What are some pointers? What are some things that you did? How did you set your goals? So... There's a lot of different methods to setting goals. Um, there's a few books I love, like Traction, the Twelve Week Year, um, fantastic books. A lot of, and a lot of that is is the same, you know. So you really want to think first about your vision. Where do you want to be in ten years, five years, and get get really clear about that. Like, what do you not just like? What it would? It's not just what. What do you want to have? What do your life want to be like? How are you lead generating? How is your business running? Um, those kind of things. Like, really get clear about your vision. And that makes everything so much easier to work backwards from. Because once you know where you want to be in 10 years, it's easier to think about where you want to be in, f- in three years. And I like 10, three, one. So then once you know where you want to be in three years, it's easier to know where you want to be next year. And then you can go down to quarters and months and weeks. Because you really want to get granular with it, I feel like. Um, and, you know, pro tip number number two here for me is write it down. Yes. Bonus points if you make it actually handwritten. Because that usually has the most impact in our brains. It, you know, I know if you're if you're a brand new agent, you might be in your 20s or, you know, whatever, and you might be saying, ah, I'm all digital, I'm all digital. Trust me. When you print something and you write it down, it hits your brain different. There's neuroscience behind this. So do that. But if you just want to save paper, I get it. I do a lot of my goals a lot of times digitally as well. You know, but have a way to record those somewhere where it's written and you can go back and reference them. Do not just keep these goals in your head. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in addition to that, put your goals in places throughout your home and your office that you can see them regularly. Mm-hmm. Right? Because a lot of times we set goals, especially at this time of year, coming into a new year, we have resolutions, we want to do new things this following year, be a different person. We set these goals and then we forget about them two weeks into January. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right. And it's because they're not in front of us. Right. Right. So set your goals, be clear on it, put them in places that you can see them consistently. And and why is goal setting important? Well, it's like setting out to drive somewhere. Like you're going to drive cross country. You're going to go to, I don't know, wherever you're going, right? Somewhere (laughs) far away where you've got to drive. If you got in your vehicle and you just started driving, you didn't have a destination. You would just not know where to go, right? Mm -hmm. Just aimlessly wandering around. And we see a lot of real estate agents do that. They don't set their goals. So they don't even know how much action they need to take. Mm -hmm. They're like, I don't know what to do on a daily basis. Well, how much money do you want to make? I don't even know. Right. Right. So get clarity because that is also your roadmap. Mm-hmm. Right. Use that for clarity. Um, write it down and definitely put it places that you can see it. Yeah. We did a few episodes a while ago on goal setting. So scroll back in our catalog. You can find, um, I think we did an episode, a pretty good deep dive on just goal setting. Um, and it's a super deep topic that we can get really into. But with, if you don't set your goals almost none of the rest of the stuff really matters. Exactly. Because you don't know what you want to accomplish and you don't know how you're going to get there. That's what you do in goal setting. 
the rest of the stuff is a complement to that. Exactly. And if you think of the things you're, you guys are hearing today, this is the foundation, mm-hmm. right? Think of it like a building, right? The next thing, number two, we're going to tell you is going to be your framing, right? Then number three is going to be your, your utilities yeah. and so on and so forth. So think about this goal setting as your foundation. If you don't do it or you do it half-ass, everything else is going to be mm-hmm. compromised, yeah. right? So you've got to do that. In addition to to goal setting, number two, which it ties in because if you're going to goal set, then you need to know how much action and what you're going to do mm-hmm. in order to reach that goal. And number two is mastering your calendar. Mm-hmm. So that's going to help you to determine when you're going to do these things yeah. to hit those goals. So we use, I like to use Google Calendar. Um, what are you using for your calendar and how are you, how's it helping you? So uh, I am, and you know, for most of us, this is always a work in progress, but yeah. you know, mastering your calendar is a love-hate relationship of mine <laughs> because yeah, so I, I also use Google Calendar and I have integrated with Google Calendar um, Calendly, and I have um, a few other things kind of integrated there that all feed into it. And last year, I made probably a smart decision to have one master calendar. So my work calendar, I used to keep a separate personal and work calendar. Well, I kept missing things. Yeah. Because I forget to check one when I was trying to schedule for the other and vice versa. And so now I just have one calendar. Now I still have a personal Gmail account, a work Gmail account, but now I have one master calendar. Everything gets synced on. Right. Um, and then Gmail or Google Calendar now has a really cool feature where you can set different time blocks. You don't only just have the event, but now you can set free time. You can set um, focus time. So you can really get in there and time block yourself and make it so that you, you know, you know what you're supposed to be doing at every, every hour, every minute of the day. And so since you've been doing that, has it helped you to not miss stuff? Yes, 100%. Now it's just, you know, I'm not saying I'm perfect, but, you know, it's a, it's a lot less frequent that I look at my calendar to schedule something and I get it wrong. Right. It's yeah. way more common now that I look at it like, oh, hey, that time doesn't work for me or, yeah, that would be perfect. Then I, I get really good at putting something in my calendar the second I say yes to scheduling it. Absolutely. And that Absolutely. way I don't forget it later. Right. Um, Cause that's also a big problem. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, I've, I've been told if it's not on your calendar, then it's not going to happen. Right. Right. And, and that's so true because I've missed things too. And another thing that you can do in addition to, to using your calendar in that way is set alerts on your calendar. Like mm-hmm. for me on my appointments, this came out of pain because I missed one. Um, on all my appointments, I get a two hour reminder. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you're writing it, it's down on paper, you're not going to be able to do that. But if you're using something like Google calendar or some other um, technology for your calendar, you probably will have that um, capability to right. be able to schedule alerts for yourself, which is super important. And I also recommend looking at your calendar the night before. Yeah. So Sunday night, look at Monday's schedule, mm-hmm. just so you get kind of get like a, a a high level of what's going on that day. Mm-hmm. Like, hey, do you have an appointment at two? Okay, well, where do you need to you need to be dressed? And it'll help you determine like how your morning is going to go too. I mean, right. your morning should, in my opinion, should always be very um, consistent. Your mornings should look the same every day. But let's say you've got an early morning appointment at 10 and you've got a one hour drive. Yeah. Well, then now you know you got to be out of the house by a certain time and you have to be dressed by a certain time mm-hmm. and and that will keep you on track. Yeah. Um, a, a cool hack is if you have an address on your appointment with Google Calendar, you can click on that address and set an add drive time to your calendar as well. Oh, 
So, Dude, I didn't know that. Yeah, that's pr- pretty cool. And if if even if you don't want to go through all the steps that, um, if you know you're driving more than normal, add the drive time in. Yeah. Because if you set a now one hour time block to drive an hour, obviously, um, it's a lot easier to visualize that on your calendar versus yes. seeing a blank space there and you might actually accidentally fill that up. Yep, absolutely. Anyway. That's good stuff. And, and the more you do it, the more you're going to learn. Yep. Right? This is a, it's a work in progress. So if you guys can't, envision what Kyle and I are talking about, um, shoot us an email mm-hmm. or a comment and we will give you guys a copy of, of our schedules. So you can just kind of see what that looks like. And one of my favorite, uh, favorite people, Grant Cardone, he says, white space on your calendar is the devil, <laughs> right? Yeah. So you look on my calendar, you will see no white space. Mm-hmm. Like it, all my time is, is accounted for. So if you guys want to see our calendars, mm-hmm. um, reach out. We'll definitely give you access to that. We'll send you some screenshots so you can kind of use it as a framework for yours. Yeah. Awesome. We, want, we want you to win. All right. What's number three? So moving on, uh, and it goes a lot in line with, with goal setting and mastering your calendar is narrowing your focus. So uh, a lot of realtors or small business people in general, um, we like to try to everything. But we know that that doesn't work as well. We know that you need to narrow your focus and only focus on one couple things at a time. Um, so when you are coaching new agents, how do you walk them through this? So I like to really determine what they like to do first, mm-hmm. right? Because I, I know there's some philosophy behind, hey, f- you know, find what you're weak at and make it stronger. And I think there's a time and place for that. I like to start off with, hey, where are you strong at? And let's fit that in to your prospecting, mm-hmm. right? Because and, – and I guess I'll, I'll say it's from the perspective of, of prospecting as we narrow focus, because when you start getting wins, that's just more motivation, right? We talk about win stacking. And if there's already something that you're good at, just do that more of it, right. you know, and then you'll, you'll get wins. So when I've got agents that are, especially brand new agents that are all over the place, I just had this conversation with one. And if she's listening, you know, this is all love. So, <laughs> <laughs> so this person was concerned, um, with social media. Mm-hmm. And she was like, hey, I feel pressure. You know, I'm a little bit stressed out. I got to learn TikTok and I got to learn Instagram and I got to learn all these things. And I said, well, why do you have to learn all those things? And she was like, well, because, you know, that's where, you know, people are. And I was like, everybody? Mm-hmm. No, not everybody. Well, if that's uncomfortable for you, if that's causing you stress, there's a million other things that work, mm-hmm. right? Those those social media platforms are good. Um but they're not the only thing, right? Right. There's so many other things that you can do and we get caught up in the next cool thing, right? What is everybody else doing? Let's do that. Well, you don't have to, you can, but you can also door knock. You can kill it at open mm-hmm. houses. You can kill it on the phone. There's, you can kill it in networking, mm-hmm. right? You just have to do it well. So narrowing your focus will actually help you to do one or two things very well, mm-hmm. rather than doing five or six things half ass. Yeah, no, that's solid, super solid, super solid advice because when I'm mentoring a brand new agent, they it's very common to hear the exact same thing. And I went through it. I know you probably did too. Oh, yeah. And it's 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 FOMO. Like I don't want to not do this thing and miss a potential client. Yep. But the reality is, is when you're doing more, when you're trying, I will say this, when you're trying to master more than I would say even two things at once, you're really just half-assing a bunch of things and you're just doing them all really crappy. Dude, that's good stuff, bro. So- Number four, um, we're going to talk about increasing skill set, increasing skill set and how important that is. I like to equate your skill set to the level of value you provide, Mm -hmm. right? So if you have a very low skill set, 
then you have a very low value and very low value yields very low income. Yeah. Right. So the more you have your skill set, the, the more increased or the more uh, updated, like a house, <laughs> the more you're updated, your skill set. Um, Update your firmware. Right. <laughs> the better your skill set, um, the better your value. So what do you think? What are some things folks can do to increase their skill sets? So the obvious ones are trainings. Okay. Now that's, I think that's where people mostly go first. It's like, Oh, I'll just go to this training. Right. Um, I'll tell you there's low value trainings. There's high value trainings. Um, you know, kind of like we'll talk about here in a minute, but, um, you get what you pay for. Right. You know, uh, and I know that's a very old adage, but it, it really does ring true is that, um, when you're upgrading your skill sets, you will learn the value of the skills and the lessons you're learning is directly correlated with the cost. Okay. Now it may cost you, um, learning that lesson the hard way by losing a transaction. Good. So if you don't have the skill set or it may cost you up front to actually acquire the skill set in advance and learn it in advance. So I think the first thing is trainings. That's an obvious one. Right. I think the less obvious one is by doing and reflecting. Now this is one of our favorite topics to talk about off camera is agents checking their ego and being able to take critical feedback so they can actually learn and grow Yes. without taking offense to it. Right. Um, now I'm, I'm so happy on our team. There's such a very awesome culture of receiving feedback and growing from it. Yeah. I, it's very rare. Someone takes anything personally when we're actually critiquing and con giving constructive feedback to people. And that's so awesome because it's kind of rare. Very rare. A lot of times you give critical feedback to someone and they get pissed off because mm -hmm. you think they're getting on a personal attack. Right. Yeah, they do. Their, their ego gets in the way and they, I can, this can't be true. I'm perfect. Yeah. I'm not, uh, I don't have any room for growth. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I'm already where I'm at, you know? So yeah, I mean, that's all good stuff. And I, I would say too, like some, if you guys should think about what do I, what skill set do I increase, right? Maybe you're thinking mm. there's so many things to learn, you know, which skill set do I increase? Like we just got done talking about TikTok and all mm. that stuff. Like, is that the skill set you need? I would say you determine what skill set you need, but there's some basic skill sets that you have mm. to master. And despite which which avenue you go with lead generation. So um, one of those skill sets I would say is 100% communication. Yeah. Right? Knowing how to communicate well is the number one skill set you're going to need. You're also going to need to learn how to teach contracts, mm -hmm. right? Learn how to go over the contracts and explain them to people. If you can explain them to somebody, that means you know it very well and you're confident in using it mm -hmm. and you're skilled in using it more than likely, right? right? That's where the experience will come into play, yeah. right? Because you know it, but then you'll learn over time, hey, I do this this way because of this, right? Yeah. It puts my client in this advantage. Then lastly, I would say also, you're going to need to learn the skill set of marketing. Yeah. That's one right now that I'm learning. Um, you would think I would know that well after all these years, but I've gotten to where I have gotten because of just grinding, yeah. right? Just feet to the pavement grinding, right? And and that's gotten me to a certain point, but now I've got to learn the skill set of marketing. And if we can learn the marketing skill set um, early, I think it'll make things a lot easier for you down the road. Yeah. You know, this is a slight deviation, but you know, I mean, when you really think about it, there's four ways for an individual to attract leads and that's cold outbound. That's one-to-one. -one. Um, there is, you know, but what you're talking about is one to many is an right. advertising marketing skill set. And those yeah. are different, right? You can be the world's best cold caller and not know anything about marketing to be very successful. Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to, if your goal is 60 to 80 transactions a year, 
you honestly don't need to be marketing. Yeah. You could do the whole thing. Now I'm not saying it wouldn't be easier and over time you should. I'm just saying like you could accomplish that goal simply by being the best cold caller possible. Right. If you put two years and 10,000 phone calls in, your conversion rate would be insane. Right. And you would be converting at three, four, five times higher than anybody else. And so every time you go on the phones, you'd be setting appointments. What we're trying to, what I'm really trying to say is, is going kind of tying it together is don't focus on too many skills at once. Right. Keep that focus narrowed on what you need. Maybe, and I, I definitely agree with Jeremy, the foundation of communication, of teaching contracts to your clients, being able to communicate that skillfully, um, even neg- using that negotiation with your the other agents on their side, communicating with them well. Right. Definitely some strong baseline foundational skills you need to master before you start getting into these other things. But these other things are very important. Hundred percent. You need to start layering these. They, yep, layer them. And I'm glad you brought up the negotiation part too, because for those of you guys that are listening right now, you got to subscribe and follow us because we're we're gonna do podcasts on negotiations next year. Mm -hmm. And I think 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 it's gonna be a couple of them. I definitely think we're gonna have to do multiple episodes. There's no way I can fit everything I know into one and. Combine that with yours, that's at least, I don't know, 30 episodes? Maybe. <laughs> I don't know. Man, I, but I tell you guys, that's that's a skill set yeah. that, uh, I mean, like like you say, Kyle, that, I mean, that is that is in alignment with communication. And, yeah. and I guess so is marketing, right? Because the messaging, like the right. way you put what you're saying is is very important mm-hmm. in marketing. Um, also communication. But the different techniques with negotiation that, mm-hmm. that can be deployed in real estate – and and have a ton of success with um, is awesome. I just had an agent that I taught some communi- uh, some negotiation stuff with try to use it against me today. Yeah. Yeah. This agent <laughs> tried to use it against me, but I knew what was coming. Right. right? So I, I deployed some more tactics back. So <laughs> but it's fun, man. Yeah. Negotiation is a good one. Yeah. And just, you know, real quick to clarify, when we say communication – uh, what I what I think what I really mean, and hopefully it's what you mean, um, is being able to. That's what I'm doing right now. Being able to clearly convey a topic or or what you're trying to say, yes. so someone else understands it. That's the basic level of communication. Right. And it's crazy how some people can't do that. Yeah. They run around the point. They give too much detail. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure we've all talked to those people, like I'm doing right now, and they give you way too much information while they're trying to get to the point you lose interest (laughs) and so being able to clearly communicate what you're trying to say to someone so that they understand exactly what you meant to say yeah and that that 100 clarity that is the basis of communication now negotiation is a type of communication right marketing is a type of communication but those are communications with objectives certainly anyway that's real quick aside on communication there yeah yeah and i'm just gonna throw one more thing on top of that is a big part of communication is your tonality Mm-hmm. Right. And and so I think that's where a lot of agents make mistakes, whether they know it mm-hmm. or not. They their heart's in the right place and their words are the right words that they want to use. They yeah, just yeah. say them the wrong way. Yeah. Or in text with without the comma. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Forget the comma or the happy yeah. face. <laughs> Don't yeah, the comma mean that could be important. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. So th- all your skill sets are important. Remember, guys, your skill set determines your value. The more value you give back to the community, um, the more money you're gonna make. Yeah. Simple as that. All right. What's number five? Number five is be consistent. Man, um, I feel like you should talk more about this one than me. <laughs> well, I, I love consistency. I, I love the word. So I learned recently that the consistency is a basic human need. 
Mm -hmm. um, so is inconsistency. Okay. Right. And they both show check. up differently in our lives. Yeah. Check. Check. <laughs> Same here. Right. <laughs> Same here. And, and we go out and we search for these things. Mm -hmm. Right. And so we search for these things in either healthy or unhealthy ways. Mm -hmm. Right. But it is a basic human need that all of us have. And you think about uh, the person that watches reruns. Like maybe you're like my family and uh, my girls love Friends. Mm -hmm. And they'll watch the same episode of Friends probably 7,000 times, <laughs> right? That's consistency, yeah. right? They know exactly what's going to happen. It's safe to mm -hmm. them, right? For me, I don't like that. Um, I, I do like inconsistency. I bought a motorcycle, right? <laughs> <laughs> Every day on that motorcycle is inconsistent, right? <laughs> Well, the only sure thing is it's fun, right, right? right? That is super fun. But consistency is huge. And the more consistent you are at doing anything, the, the better you'll get at doing it. And I know we talked about this earlier is um, what happens, like if you're working with somebody, Kyle, and they're inconsistent, mm -hmm. what is what does that do for the relationship you have with them? Well, it, it immediately sours the relationship. You know, it's not even... I would say some, depending on your, the value or the, 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 how long that relationship has been going on, um, you know, we'll de decide how fast that relationship sours. But if you've just started working with someone and they're already inconsistent, it's a huge red flag. And yeah. even subconsciously, I think you're, you're immediately going to think this person is not professional. Yeah. This person is not going to get the job done. Um, I don't, I can't trust them because they're not doing what they say. And therefore, how can I trust them to, to take care of anything when, when they're so inconsistent? Right. Right. Yeah. It's definitely, definitely roads at trust. Mm -hmm. Right. If somebody tells you they're going to do something, they don't do it. Right. And you're like, Hey, wait a minute. And the, the real sad thing about that is we don't even realize this, but the more inconsistent we are, mm -hmm. the more we stop trusting our own selves. Yeah. That's a really good point. And that erodes at our confidence, right? Because mm -hmm. we say, hell yeah, I'm going to go do something. I had a coaching call with a, with a guy not too long ago and, um, asked him, Hey, you know, what are the, uh, what are the odds that you're going to complete that thing? Mm -hmm. Right. The thing you said you're going to do, you're committed to it, right? Yes. I'm committed to it. What are the odds that you're going to do it? 50, 50, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> let's tell us, let's, let's stay on this topic for a minute. Um, and we worked through that, but I believe that this person's history of inconsistency mm -hmm. caused them to not have confidence that they could actually do it right? because they've been lying to themselves, mm -hmm. right? So the same thing happens to other people with other people is the same thing that is happening internally within ourselves if we're inconsistent. So consistency not only will keep us in the game doing the things we need to do, but it'll also build our confidence. Yeah, that's such a good point is we tend to let ourselves down first. Yep. You know, we'll keep commitments to everyone else before we'll keep them to ourselves. Yep. but. Man, when your confidence starts getting shaken, it is hard to build that back up and, and believe in yourself again. So it that's, certainly is. That's a great point. Especially in an industry with so much rejection. Yes. Right? There's so much rejection. And and people shy away from activities because they don't want to get rejected. That's like the worst thing yeah. for us human beings, right, is, yeah. is that rejection. And so you're just making it worse if you're rejecting yourself. Such good points there. Um, but as we move on, and again, this is all tying together. Number six is trust the process. Please. Yeah. Please. <laughs> please. Please just trust the process. <laughs> so being consistent is not the same as trusting the process. Being consistent is, is more being reliable and doing the things you say you're going to do right. when you say you're going to do them. It's, you know, but trusting the process is, is having faith. 
Right. Having faith that things you're doing are actually going to work. Yep. You know, so you can be as consistent as you will, but if you don't trust the process, yeah, maybe you sit down and make your calls at the same time every day um, and you give it out two hours a day and you make the phone calls, but Mm -hmm. you're not following the script. Right. You decided to rewrite the script because you think you know better. Yeah. Um, Or maybe you're not making the the, the calls the right way or targeting the right people. Anyway, somewhere along the way, the, the, the process is broken. Yep. And you have to trust the process, not just with scripts. Maybe you uh, you make calls for two weeks, don't see the results you think, and you abandon the process because you know in two weeks I should have had some some appointment, some appointments. Right. You know. So anyway, so what what other ways are we are you seeing that agents don't trust the process, or or what is the payoff if they do? Yeah, for sure, man. So you know I want to support what you just said because it's true. Where especially the second part of it, where agents will do a thing for a short period of time, and then they don't see result results immediately, they abandon it. Right. Right. No matter what they're told. So a lot of times we'll tell agents, "Hey, you have to do this this many times before you start seeing results." Mm-hmm. But you also have to be effective at that thing that you're doing. Yeah. Right. So here's here is the process. The calling process looks like this, but the being effective at pro- calling process looks mm-hmm. like that. So in order for this process to work, you also have to be involved in this process, right? It's like micro processes inside the overall one, like right. yeah, exactly. make your calls, but call the right people yeah. and follow the right script. Yeah. Anyway. Say the right message. Yes. Right. It all goes back in yeah. line. <laughs> um, so definitely see see that a lot where people just kind of fall out. They, instead of really loving the process, they're just focused on the result. Mm-hmm. Right. Hey, I need a, I need an appointment. I need an appointment. I need a client. I need a buyer consultation. Mm-hmm. I need a listing appointment. And so they're doing all of these actions with the expectation of that end result. Mm-hmm. Instead of saying, you know what? If I get good at this and I do this enough, I will win. And I'm going to keep doing this until I win. Right. Right. They're like, hey, I need to win. They're focusing on the win first. So that's all in their mindset. And the benefit for agents when they follow the process is they just get to reap the same rewards that the people that went before them that followed the process and right. won are reaping, mm-hmm. right? It's just called winning. Like yeah. you just follow that simple process and even professional athletes and and anybody who's a professional, you know, mm-hmm. has somebody, maybe a mentor, a coach, teacher that taught them a process that was already proven. Right. And then they just submitted themselves to that process and believed that it was going to work. And then they won, Yeah. right? So like you said, when you break the process, it doesn't work. Like that particular process won't work. So you will never see the results of that thing if you don't follow the darn process. Yeah. I Two two things I want to add to this um, is one is if you're having trouble following a process, I mean, yeah, you might need to ask yourself, is this the right venue for me? But if you've already just answered that question and you're still having trouble following the process, change your time horizon. Stop looking for results in one month or three months or six months or even a year. Say, if I cold call this many times per week for five years, you know, what do you think your results are going to be? If you make five years worth of phone calls, 10 years worth of phone calls, um, or you just say, hey, I'm going to do this for the rest of my career. This is my thing. Do you think that at some point you're going to become successful at that? Well, the answer should be yes. Because if you do enough of the process, enough of the activity, and you're committed to, to developing your skills in that activity and Looking over that and really refining that, there's no way you're not going to be successful with a long enough time horizon. Step two about following the process that I really want to add here is is don't follow the process reluctantly. Don't act like you're a child being being forced into doing something, doing their chores you don't want to do. You're a grown up and you're a professional. And if you've gone to someone for help in a process and they give it to you, 
go into that with all of your faith and all of your heart and all of your enthusiasm. Because you would be surprised how often we listen to phone calls and people are like, Hey, this is Kyle with the Smith team. Um, you know, I saw you open, I saw you, you clicked on a website. Do you want to go schedule a showing or something? You know, if you, if you go into this think already thinking it's not going to work in the back of your mind, you're going to give it low energy. And of course it's not going to work. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You need to trust the process. And that isn't just meaning do it. That means do it with energy and enthusiasm and, and really just dive into it Yeah. because otherwise it's just, it's just it's not going to work. Yeah. There's, there's something that I want to give to, to the audience right here that I heard from Tony Robbins. And he said, replace your expectation with gratitude. Mm. Replace your expectations with gratitude. And I love that because that can happen in these calls, like in these processes. Mm-hmm. Like instead of having an expectation that something's going to come out of this process, what about having the gratitude that you're learning it? Oh, that's nice. What about having the gratitude that someone took the time to, to teach you? Yeah. Right? What about having the gratitude that, hey, I'm, I'm I'm getting out of my comfort zone? Whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of gratitude that can be had. So, yeah, trust the freaking process and follow it. Yeah. Please. 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 You'll thank us later. <laughs> thank us later. <laughs> all right. So last up, uh, and, you know, you've you've alluded to this one already, but it, it, it really does bear having its own bullet point here. So item number seven is hire a coach, find a mentor, find someone who can help guide you. Yep. Um, so I know you've hired and worked with, with quite a few coaches over your career. So what what about hiring a coach will help someone? Why should they even consider this? So I look at coaches like another another set of eyes, mm-hmm. right? Their their job is to look at you and your business from the outside looking in with the critical eye for the purpose of growth, right? That That's it. They're not there to judge you. They're not there to break you down. They're there to help you freaking grow, right? And, and as long as they've done it and, and they have, you know, the ability to help you grow, we should be listening to them, mm-hmm. right? Remove the emotion from it. Put your pride aside. Find a coach that's going to give you the hot sauce, yeah. right? That's going to tell you what you're not seeing because a lot of times it's the stuff that, that we don't see that that really um, hurts us. Yeah. You know, so you, if you have another set of eyes looking in, telling you what to do, what not to do, as long as you do those things, I think that you're you're destined for a win for sure. Coaching, it just spans all rays of, of financial investment, right? Yeah. It's definitely an investment. Some folks may be thinking, oh, that's too expensive. It, it may be. You know, it just depends on your situation. You can find coaches um, that aren't as expensive as others, I will say, you get what you pay for, mm-hmm. right? It, and the higher value that's brought, the more it's going to cost, right? So if you want the premium coaches, you're going to cost a premium dollar. You may not be ready for that right now, mm-hmm. right? You may just need a coach that's going to get you to that next level. Mm-hmm. And then a year down the road, you may need a different coach, yeah. right? This, you don't. The coach you're going to need in 12 months is not necessarily the coach you need right now. Especially as you learn and master different skills, there might be a different coach that's better at teaching that skill. Mm -hmm, 100%. So, I mean, I think people get in their own way here with ego and they think coaches are for athletes. They think coaches belong on on sports teams. Mm -hmm. And they don't realize how many high-level professionals, CEOs, people like that have coaches. Absolutely. I mean, and and what people don't also realize is, you know, maybe the sports fanatics out there do, but like Kobe Bryant, Michael Jordan, a lot of the great athletes – had coaches outside of their actual like 
position coaches, like the head coach, whatever. 100%. Tom Brady. I mean, I could keep naming these athletes that already at the highest level already have coaches and they hire other coaches. Yeah. People to help them master mindset, nutrition, whatever. Yep. Um, it's just, it's an accelerator basically. 100%. Um, so. Anyway. Yeah. Dude, I mean, just to support that statement, I've got a, a mindset coach who brings my faith into my business. I've got a mindset coach um, for a different purpose. I've got a coach that coaches me on how to build a team. Mm -hmm. So I've got, and, and um, sometimes I have a public speaking coach. Yeah. Right. So there's four different coaches that I ask to help me grow. Hey, don't forget Vanessa. She corrects you all the time. All the time. <laughs> and four kids. Like, <laughs> they're coaches as well. So coaching is important. Coaching is super important. Mentorship is important. You guys, if you don't have it, seek it out mm -hmm. because it will make a huge difference in your business. Yeah. You you want someone that is going to shorten that gap, that learning gap for you and accelerate your career because um, the coach that, that actually does that for you is going to provide way more value than you ever give back to them. Yeah. I mean, monetarily. And, it's, and, and to be honest, it's a back and forth, man. I just talked to two agents that I coached and mentored when they first got into the business and they're like Instagram famous now. Mm -hmm. um, they do all kinds of cool videos and stuff. I just talked to the two of them earlier today. They're out doing drop buys for their clients. Mm -hmm. And um, they said they're driving 500 miles today doing okay. drop offs for clients. Um, but it's awesome for me, you know, to be able to connect with them and mm -hmm. see their growth. So as, as you guys hear that, think about all ways that you can give back. Yeah. Right. Go get coaches, learn stuff so you can go back and teach it. That's fantastic. Action-packed episode, such good content and like actionable advice here. Um, leave us a comment about what was your favorite or if you missed something, like something you think we should have added in here. Love to hear that so we can add that to our notes and, you know, because we are both coachable. So Yep, 100% <laughs> coachable. And something we want to uh, offer to you guys that are still listening, uh, we've got two things. I don't think we mentioned this earlier. But we've got two checklists for you. We've got one, an offer writing checklist, mm -hmm. right? So talking about giving back and coaching, we want to give you an offer writing checklist. So we'll help you um, to ensure that you don't miss anything when you submit offers for your clients completely for free. The other thing is a pre-listing checklist. Yeah. So a checklist that you can have so that when you go on your next listing appointment, you're 100% prepared. You're not forgetting anything. And you are going to wow your prospect and win their business. Fantastic. And just a quick side note, that offering checklist is specific for agents in Texas. It is. The pre-listing one is for everybody. Yep. Yep. It is specific to agents in Texas. If you're outside of Texas, get I mean, us up. It may be a good it may be a good framework for you. Right, right. Yeah. You're gonna have different different forms, but it, it may still jive. But maybe not. But anyway, hit us up. We'd love to send it to you. And thank you guys for listening. This is episode twenty-seven. Yeah. So we're 27 episodes in. This is the last episode of 2023. Ooh. So uh, thank you guys for listening. We appreciate each and every one of you. Don't forget to subscribe, hit a like, share us with your friends and family, and we'll see you on the next one. Yep. Peace. See you in 2024.